was 14, she was 11. Still fucked up. But I... three more years fucked up. It's so fucked up. Hi. Please don't eat my hand. I need it for grabbing things. Dicks mostly. Yes. Yes. No, she's a she's a one dick woman now. One I, dick woman. Yeah, but it's a big dick. It needs two hands, and I do a lot of grabbing. There, there you go. go. This is our wedding present to, to them now. Or we're just recording it. <laughs> oh yeah, this, so has, we're just gonna play. Like, he this has at the he has a receipt of it now. Of me saying that he has a big dick and I like to grab it. Yeah. I mean, I've told him that. Yeah, but validation is nice when you do the press of a button. I that's, mean, that's true. That's fair. Fuck, I'd make that my like uh, my nap alarm. <laughs> so we've been we've been talking about songs for the wedding, and yeah, um, I'm so down for whatever. Do you guys yeah. want to sing or speak? That's, yes. My guarantees are not too long, and you're gonna be ugly crying by the end of it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's fine. That's it. It's just a matter of how many people get to see it. Isn't that your tagline on Tinder? Usually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Grinder. Sorry, Grinder. Was... Well, I, I haven't looked at my Tinder profile in a long time. What does it say? You know, there is such a thing as soulmates who are not romantical. Are we? A, you know, a soulmate throuple. Is that what you're saying? Because oh, you're all. I'm okay with that. Oh, totes. Yeah, I, I buy that. <laughs> uh, dog dad, naturally gifted, big spoon, fully vaccinated, chill yet neurotic podcast co-host, ordained minister, but for weddings, uh, shower beer, connoisseur. I'm sorry, what, what? What was the last one? Shower beer connoisseur. Oh, shower beer connoisseur. Gotcha. Why I, are I heard, you saying words like I heard, that? Because I'm high? I heard oh. Kanye sewer, and I was like, <laughs> what? I heard the same thing. So I was very interested. Shower I was like, beer Yeezy. Less interested now. <laughs> shower beer Yeezy. <laughs> you know what? You get rid of all of it and just put shower <laughs> beer Yeezy from now on. <laughs> You're going to be flooded with bitches. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just want to kick back and watch a bomb-ass chick flick with my boys. Chick flicks. They make us laugh. Chick flicks. They make us cry. Chick flicks. Shedding light on the complex emotions between girls and guys. Unwashed kids carrying pants that travel. I forgot Q-Sack was in that one with candles. A pack of wolf boys take on some vans. And don't forget steps and no square dance. You complete me, said a boy Maverick. Oh shit, that's Turk and Ant-Man. As if. Paul Walker's a dick for posing that bed. Who knew makes it? That's so fast. I found my spirit animal in Swayze. When he dick punched the corner and pulled out babies. Saying this aloud may sound a little crazy. But this pod's gonna bring Alex love. Yeah, That's if I torture, revenge, and giants. The surprise is it's one. I'm not buying. We love when that French girl poses for Django. And Obi-Wan's pain singing Roxanne's tango. Expensive clothing stores. Big mistake. Huge. The Joker camping. I wish I knew how to quit you. We're watching the good, the bad, and everything in between. With color commentary provided on every scene. So thanks for joining us. We feel so very lucky. Let's make one thing clear. We picked up. Prepare to get your earballs wet. It's chick flicks with dicks. I'm really not. Oh boy. All right, we're gonna dive into this, and uh, I'm gonna try to keep it short. <laughs> this movie sucks <laughs> really bad. <laughs> I think we just pulled the intro from something. Hey, else. everybody! Welcome to another thrilling episode of Chick Flicks with Dicks. How's it going? I'm your co-host, fucking whatever. What, what, what's extraordinaire. The, extraordinaire. I'm your co-host, extraordinaire, Alex Schumacher. Maker. <laughs> With me, as always, our actual host, who just cannot do the fucking intro today because of how terrible this movie was, Zachary Stein. That's me. Steen. 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 Also with us, as always, the lovely Krista Fanny, soon to be... You're not taking his oh. last name, are you? Uh, probably. She got proposed to. Yeah. Yay. She said yes. Someone was dumb. It was beautiful. It was within our D&D campaign. It was. Ooh, I got to show that video on vacation and everyone was super impressed. Yeah. It was the best. Yeah. It was, it was a good proposal. Yes. Yeah, it really well, was. Well, it, it was funny because I told people, uh, it's like some people about it. It was just like, yeah, uh, he proposed during our campaign. And a lot of them were like, really? And I'm like, that's like their thing. And they're like, oh, okay. Like that changes the contest completely because yeah. obviously, obviously if it's something sentimental between two people or something that you, you know, that's your thing. I'm still embarrassed how long it took me to figure out what was going on. And it was only because of your wife. Oh, yeah. Like when, when he said Gertie, 
And I was like, Jesus Christ. And then I looked and I saw Rachel filming. I was like, I thought she was taking a picture earlier. This is a very long, oh, fuck. And I, then I saw him like reaching for his pocket. And I was like, oh, no. And then he didn't ask the right question. See, I didn't even knew. What do you I, mean he didn't ask the right question? He did not ask me, will you marry me? He asked me, how do you want to do, do this? this? Which is adorable and fitting for our relationship. But I sat there and I was like, I know the answer is yes, but that's not the right question. I don't know what to say. It, it was... But it is the right question. It was during the campaign. It was during... That's why it was phrased that way. Yeah. Because you got the kill shot. You How do you want to do this? Also, why did you that not make was... him roll for persuasion? And th- fuck. That actually... We were very... We were talking listen, about that afterwards. Like... Listen. Correct. That would have been the correct thing to do. My brain wasn't working... Because I was like, the answer to how do you want to do this is not yes. I have not studied for this question. <laughs> we also had discussed what if you had said no. And we we're like, well, at that point, we have to kill Eves, right? Like, <laughs> we also discussed just killing Eves like early beforehand. on. Beforehand. <laughs> just completely derailing a man's heart like, in real life. But, um, that would have been fucking hilarious. Well, I didn't even know what he was doing. And I was in on it. I was like, why is he complimenting me? He literally said, we had an entire different group message yeah yeah he showed where he talked us through the whole plan and i was like (laughs) so i was not surprised at all that you forgot about what what it was i also i didn't know that cheryl did not know i'm so glad she didn't know yeah well i i understand why now yeah yeah, yeah. once once robbie explained that so we went over to my mom's afterwards and Dustin was telling them about how he had been in contact with my sister for like a year to ask about it and my mom was like Katie knew for a year and he picked up she picked up her phone and just starts texting wildly and just like that bitch we're like mom bitch mom the reason you weren't told is because you can't keep a secret I walked into the house and she just had this biggest shit eating grin Mm. I was like ma yeah but anyway, uh, to, but to continue, congratulations, Krista, on being engaged. Thank you. Uh, to a great guy. Thank Cannot you. wait for your wedding. It's going to make you cry. Banging. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm going to cry so much. And so on uh, today's edition of Chick Flicks with Dicks, we have <laughs> we are looking at Welcome to the Dollhouse. Um, hmm. It was mm. not fun in games. Mm. It was not fun in games. I have to say... I mean, I'm I'm rethinking my relationship with my wife right now. Like this, <laughs> it deserves it deserves a review. So it absolutely deserves a review. I will say, okay. So she texted and asked what I thought about a movie about the movie with the sideways laughing crying emoji. Yeah, which tells me that <laughs> she knew full well how this would affect you. And I said it was interesting, and parts were difficult to watch Oof. as a father. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just turning the game down. Just to you're playing touch. with your knob nipples. I'm it's okay. Playing with the knobs right now. So, um, she's showed us the preview, and this movie. What was it like? 96, 94, 96. So mid nineties. I think ninety five. It was 1995. And it came out. the preview shows that it was released at like Sundance or Toronto Film Festival. Something. Yeah. Was, some film festival. It was Sundance. It was. Very much pushed as, uh, I guess, in that sense, an indie film, right? Um, it and it Sony had Pictures the, Classics, which was their, is their B studio for, ten, it's their independent studio, right? And it definitely had the feel of one. Yeah. You know, it it had that. Uh, first off, this was a film. This is not a movie, right? I mean, like going yeah. through it, there is a purpose. There's more of a sense of art to it. Is it's, there a purpose? I think so. Okay, so I have a theory here. Okay. So first, let's just give a general recap. The whole idea of the movie is that you're going to follow your main character is a an 11 year old seventh grade girl who's very much struggling through being an adolescent yeah. and, and and heading into the. This movie hit me hard because it feels like being an adolescent middle child. The anxiety I feel watching the movie is the anxiety I felt. From like ages nine to thirty-two. So I think I just discovered something. Hmm. You guys remember the Hostel series? Yeah. Yes. So I just looked up her like <clears throat> IMDb filmography. She's in Hostel Two, and I recognized her the second I saw the title mm-hmm. because there is a character. There's a female character 
who has like kind of like you know a little bit of jagged teeth uh you know not as an insult it's just you know what it is and she gets strung up upside down naked and gets killed oh by yeah a I scythe. About that. that's her yeah no. that's her i forgot she was in that scene. that's how this movie ends that's not <laughs> i mean i i mostly recognize her from the princess diaries mm-hmm. she's the best friend in the princess diaries series uh, and so she i don't even remember her name in that livy i think so libby yeah. Tibby. Are we sure what's Tibby. It's Tibby. <laughs> <laughs> My theory is that the director or creator or writer, whoever, I think they went through a bunch of diaries or journals mm-hmm. and pulled out the best entry the best worst entries. Okay. From those and then pieced them together, sort of like Frankenstein them together. So they just Frankenstein monsters them together. So they just made a cringe monster. Basically. Into this film. Because so much of it feels so disconnected. It's too much for one person. It's almost stream of thought. And it is is a lot in a very condensed amount of time for one single person to go through. With an astounding amount of silence, too. Like, she doesn't say things. No, and when she does, she gets called, like, a cunt or a lesbo or... A dog. A a dog, you know, dog face. Wiener dog. Like, it's... Also, fuck. Fuck. I was on her locker. (laughs) Yeah. This is the word fuck. So, it opens up with music playing. It's like classical music playing in the background. And it's just the camera slowly, slowly zooming in for, what, a minute and a half? Yeah. On, a like, a mid-90s family photo. And it's this girl's... What is her name? What's her first name? Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Thank you. Last name, Wiener. This whole movie's soundtrack was public domain music. <laughs> it really was. It felt like it. For well, I sure. think I think it was. I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised. Well, because you had, you had uh, Sugar Plum Fairies. Mm-hmm. You had... Um, there were many songs from the Nutcracker. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's public domain. It's got to be. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's been around for at least 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The main song to it is literally called Welcome to the Dollhouse. The music of that plays in the background yeah, all of the time. Mm-hmm. And at the most inopportune moments or or odd moments that make you go, wait, what? what so it's like happened? an earworm. It is. I, I'm angry about I would that. say that I got topical whiplash from this film. Yeah. It's like just jumping from scene to scene with no connection at times. There's a saying that... You know the soundtrack is good when you don't notice it. Yeah. Like when you don't realize, oh shit, there's eerie music playing in the background that is building the yeah the the intensity here or or the, the immersion works right if exactly. That's how it is. Nope, this is extremely jarring and pulls you right out of the moment every single time that it cuts scenes. Yeah. Which was upsetting at times. Yeah, yeah, it didn't give you space to process shit. Once it gets done with that opening credit sequence where it's just slowly zooming in on the family portrait, it then cuts with the classic cut of the school bell ringing to a middle school cafeteria. Oh, which there was a little bit of inaccuracies for um, school cafeteria <laughs> in the mid-90s. They didn't have a uh, a decibel reader in the form of a streetlight. Or if it got too loud, it got red, and then everyone got detention. You had everyone, that in middle school? We had that in elementary school. Yeah, but this is middle school. Well, I mean, I Otherwise, imagine, I agree with you. I, imagine middle, I don't know. I mean, you were in high school in 1995, so why don't you tell me? Did they have that <laughs> I was in fourth grade. What was I in? Kindergarten. Fourth grade. Yeah. We were born in the same year. Grade, yeah. Kindergarten. I'm going to punch you. I swear to God. Alex said that it was very immersive, the camera work for that scene, being yeah. in the cafeteria. The moment that it showed the cafeteria, I got this <laughs> sick stomach feeling in my stomach. And I was like, oh, God, I, I felt like I was going to throw up for half a second because I, I have not felt that anxiety like that. Which, which is why I couldn't go to prison. It's like the same <laughs> setting, you know? It's like, oh, I already went to school. Which is insane because it's a contemporaneous thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it with an eye looking back to say, how can we make our viewers uncomfortable with nostalgia? Oh, no, not at all. But this was works. made at the time. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it it was definitely triggering. I ways. feel like the people who made this movie at least know how movies age. Okay. 
I mean, I guess you could give them that credit. I, I was thinking more of just from the idea of yeah. an, more of an independent film. It's supposed to have that sort of artsy piece to it that they this would be considered a success, I think. Uh, I oh, wonder yeah. if it won this, things. I thought it won Sundance. This very much felt like Little Miss Sunshine. Yes, yeah. Or um, what, Lady Bird. Yeah. I do like Little Miss Sunshine. Or like Juno. What does it say? X-Men, but for smart kids. I don't know. I have that written she got, she got on that bu- No, oh, oh. No, it was oh. in the cafeteria, right? We were, I said, no. this is a middle school, right? And and you said, no, it's the Doogie Howser school. <laughs> it's the X-Men, That's but for right. smart kids. Yeah, they're in college. They're in pre-med. Uh, what the fuck was up with the lunch? So we're going to go through some what-the-fuck moments. What-the-fuck was up with the lunch? It was all beans. It was beans, carrots, and corn. It was, yeah, baked beans, carrots, corn, maybe applesauce. Oh, and a piece of bread. 90% of that tray was beans, though. Yeah, it it really was. I don't understand. I mean, it's an independent film. Could they not afford meat? (laughs) I I, I don't know. Make a grilled cheese sandwich. It won the grand jury prize at the '96 Sundance Film Festival. Okay, okay. For terrible film aid. I don't think Guilty. that's what that alarm that award is. So within the first three minutes, yeah. Dawn is trying to find a seat, and there's the classic trope of, "Oh, I'm going to go over here to this table where there's one open seat," it was and someone for- slides right in front of you. I mean, it was the Forrest Gump bus scene. She finds a seat where there's the table with one person sitting at it. The <laughs> you know the little goth chick who is creepy as shit and made such a mess with her beans such a mess she looked like taylor hansen <laughs> her name was lolita and and that made me feel weird yes i wrote that down i said lolita question mark <laughs> that's it that's all i wrote within the first two and a half minutes though so we're we're literally two and a half minutes in the movie a minute yeah. and a half is opening credits and then one minute in uh, the popular girls come up to Dawn and ask her if she's a lesbian. She says no, to which then Lolita, the goth girl, says she's lying. She just made a pass at me. At which point, all of the popular girls start to call Dawn a lesbo to a point of like chanting it. Lesbo, lesbo. There this was is... so much chanting in this movie. So much chanting. All of the chanting. But not she... any cool chanting. No, God, no. No, just 90s insults chanting, which are... Did not age well. No, not at all. Well, okay, so this movie came out in 1995. You know what else came out in 1995? Ellen. Hmm. Ew. Um, <laughs> Pokemon. Which of the two do you think aged better? Pokemon. You think? Are you sure? Yes. No, nah, Ash is still 10. Chick fucks with dicks. The next scene, it literally cuts hard again, and it's Dawn at her locker, and her, her locker is the only locker in the entire hallway that has any writing on it. This is where it says, fuck, at the top. <laughs> Just Fuck. Is someone calling her a fuck? Are they telling her to fuck? No, Are they just it's fuck. just fuck? They just discovered that word. Hmm. I discovered that word way, way younger than seventh grade, though. I had mastered it by seventh grade. That's fair. The utilization oh. of the word, but that's where like all of the insults are written on as well. Yeah. And a lot of them are lesbo, trans, fuck, uh, wiener dog. Uh, one of them was like a drawing of her says, "I wish I was beautiful." <laughs> and it was not a flattering and, and everyone drawing. keeps calling her ugly and just i'm like i'm like she's ugly but it's because all seventh graders are ugly it's because all 11 year olds are ugly yeah. like everybody looks well, that's like that's the most awkward time 11. of your life exactly yeah. that's when i got that's like when i i broke my arm and my leg that same year well, at like the same 10, time the same summer one jerk off incident like <laughs> just best <laughs> orgasm ever though that's, that was the that was my very first time that was me literally breaking myself in <laughs> he's laying on the ground with a broken arm or broken leg and goes worth it in a puddle <laughs> in a puddle <laughs> ew <laughs> So it's after school, she, right? She's leaving. Is that the, that's the deal? That's why the hallway is empty or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she hears um, some commotion coming from another hallway. And it's a few boys that are bullying her friend. Her friend. That isn't in middle school? Yeah. He's in the same school, isn't I he? I didn't get, but... No, but he's in fourth grade. Hmm. Warren says he's well, in They must share the same building then? They have know. to. It's one of those scenarios where they're... Like in it's a one building, but oh, it's okay. a different hall. Like well, these halls are for the... Okay, so you know how like if like bees will go in different hives and the other bees will attack that bee like yeah. based on like smell and scent. Maybe that's huh. all they were doing. Maybe is protecting their hive. Like you know, they knew that worker bee was not allowed in there. Maybe 
I mean, they were trying to shove him into a locker, so maybe he was coming to meet her or something. Maybe. But then she steps in and is like, hey, leave him alone. Why are you being mean? At which point they drop the next insult, which... Say it, Stein. I, don't say it, Say Stein. it. I, I don't want to. Like, yeah, right? It's Say it backwards to send it to the Shadow Realm. You the say itself. it backwards. No. Is it because you don't know how? Target? No, I know... <gasps> I, I play that in reverse though. play that in reverse to see how close it gets to it <laughs> i was like it has to be a hard g but there's gonna it, be an urban legend like they say if you play this podcast backwards you hear a slur <laughs> <laughs> but they use it heavily and extensively in this they there's a part really where do. she screams it at the top of her lungs at her yeah. friend yeah well the friend's on the phone. No, no. She yells it at him in the backyard after... You're right, she does. Brandon leaves. I forgot and about that. Because then the other one that they use is retarded, also heavily. Yeah. Drop Dead Lesbo. Oh, it's That like sounds drop, like a great movie. Well, it's like Drop Dead Fred, but he's a lesbian. Right. That's... <laughs> I'm in. It's the, same, it's the same actor, though. Yeah. It's the entire movie is exactly the same. The only difference is that he is a lesbian. Does he have an Ellen haircut? Because he already kind of already looks like her. In that movie specifically. I want to watch that movie. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. Drop Dead Fred? Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at us like we're crazy. No. Chick fucks and dicks. I've got... She's at home. Something about her mom. Her mom's, mom's a, a fucking bitch. bitch. Pound. Throughout the entirety of the movie, the relationship between her and her mom, her parents in general, her parents are so fucking disconnected from yeah. being actual parents to her. She has an older brother. His best line is when she asks him if he ever thinks about girls and he says, are you kidding? I want to get into a good school. I care about my future. Yeah. He's yeah. probably the smartest character in the entire film. Uh, <laughs> okay. Was his personality bored asshole or was the actor not good no i think that the actor was fantastic and okay. they told him hey no we want emotion. you to play this like no emotion we want you to play this as though you have asperger's it's 1995 asperger's is still a brand new thing so no one would actually know about okay. the spectrum okay. <laughs> so they just said hey kid you know what a robot is <laughs> <laughs> his line delivery throughout the entire yeah. film Be is Luke. i would say it's not monotonous because no. it's not monotone. It simply lacks in dynamic. It's all done within yes. the same level. There's changing in pitch. There He yeah, does yeah. have... It's not like he's speaking consistently all like <clears throat> this, beep, bop, boop, beep. There, is, there are ups and downs, but it's all within the same level. There's no uh, volume dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, that's right? what it There's was. There's no whisper. There's no shout. Well, I mean, it's like... It's all right here. Just talk. It's very matter of fact. Yeah. What's up? Oh, hey, sis who ran away. Our sister that was kidnapped and feared, raped, or killed is now home. How you doing? Oh, yeah. So let's jump into this. <laughs> did not. Did not anticipate. So it starts out and it Any feels it. like a very um, uh, coming of age yeah. film. You Awakening. know, where, uh, ad struggling with adolescence. Um, not necessarily a coming of age as like, don't think American Pie. We're like, it's seniors. You've got to lose our virginity before we graduate. Like, it's not. That, that's a different. That's another age in which you're trying to come. Yeah. This is more like that awkward transition of middle school. This movie dealt very heavily with rape. Oh, my God. And kidnapping. And I mean, These are turns that I did not expect. Like you guys? Well, I guess I did expect because... But I thought the rape was going to go the other way. I thought she was going to finger that dude's asshole. You, you were making jokes the whole time about, like, like someone, a kid's going to die. I finally said someone's going to die. And then... And then the little girl got kidnapped. And I was like, holy shit, he's right. Like, so. This is going dark. Dawn has so much stuff going against her throughout this movie, right? Yeah. She crushes on the lead singer of her brother's band. That's right. Her nerdy. Clarinet playing ass. <laughs> <laughs> With the band The Quadratics, which I was like, oh, and he does computer science stuff. And Hot Pie plays the drummer. Who's also John Candy. John Candy. <laughs> So she has a thing for the lead singer of that band. And he's like 32. He's got to be. It. Conservatively, he's 32. And He's so old. Like, I think he's too old for me. And you were in high school in 1995. <laughs> I'm going to fucking Hey, so was he. <laughs> Actually, that's perfect. She wants to, like, get with him. And she finds out from her older brother that he had been with someone younger. And that she goes to find and asks her, would I ever have a shot? Uh, <laughs> this is where we first get the 
thick Jersey accent. Yeah. Where it took us like 45, 50 minutes in the movie to figure out they were actually in Jersey. So this kind of came out of nowhere. We're already like 20 minutes into this thing. And I'm like, wait, what? Where did that come from? She's the only person in this whole movie who's got that. Yeah, I don't know where she just called yeah. her sister Muff Cabbage. And <laughs> Dawn asked the girl if it was true that her and by the way, the lead singer's name is Steve Rogers. So she's asking if it's true that she made it with Captain America. And she says, well, we fingered once or we finger banged. We finger fucked once. We finger fucked once. And she uses the phrase we finger fucked once. Not he finger fucked me once. We finger fucked once. And from there, there's this really weird interaction <laughs> moving forward. Look at my thingies. <laughs> So he's licking his fingers when he's eating something and she's watching him biting her lips. And then she mentions that she plays the piano. And that's when we realize that we think that she thinks that they're supposed to finger each other. Before that, though, she made a reference about how she had sprained her finger the day before. And there was a shot before the scene where she's just standing there looking at her fingers. She sprained her fucking finger. Oh, I did not pick up on oh, that. Oh, I did, and oh. was deeply uncomfortable. Oh. I said I did not want to see. <laughs> I did not want, I don't, and I must have, like, created a mental barrier, because <laughs> that's I mean, not okay. Like. Yeah. That, uh, only in an independent film could you pull that shit off. Yeah. This is, only in an independent film in the 90s could you pull that shit off. And I mean, listen. I understand. This is the first time for everything. You don't know what you're doing. You both get weird. It's fine. But I was deeply uncomfortable. (sighs) Only one of us has fingered an 11-year-old girl. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) The end. Thank you. You've heard all you need to. I stop <laughs> stop doing that. I highly advise you to stop doing that if you have done that recently. I haven't done that in like 24 years. I don't think there's a statute of limitations <laughs> for figuring 11-year-olds, Krista. It was me. I get I that. I was the 11-year-old girl. Stop that. Stop time traveling <laughs> to touch yourself. You're going to cause a no, singularity. No, no, no. And become a sexual predator. Fuck. Right. It just, it just popped out of my mouth before I knew what was happening. This movie broke me. Long story short, she's turned down by Steve Rogers when she asks him to join her news, her, her, what's it called? Special Kids Club. And he tells Uh, her that her special people club, which is what the sign says above her clubhouse in the backyard, to which he tells her that you have a tear that I know I do that her club is for retarded people (laughs) again. Just while he was 90s. banging someone in the garage. While he was banging someone in the garage at her parents' twentieth anniversary celebration. And Steve trips and falls into women. So apparently. <laughs> then she wants to get with Brandon. Uh Brandon who Let's go, Brandon. We will come nah. we will come back to Brandon. He's running away slash getting sent off to a boot camp, basically, the, the, the reform school type thing. He fucked up, but we don't know how he fucked up. Yeah. And oh, I I assumed he was, if nothing else, framed for dealing drugs. Yeah. Right, I thought he said, whatever. was it Lolita you said that did it? Oh, I thought it was one of the other I thought it was one of his buddies. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, let's see. She was forced to shit in front of Lolita. <laughs> she was threatened to be raped. No one just washes their hands. Her, Go take your shit. I want to watch. Her family ignores her all the time and And, and demolishes her special people's club she's got a lot going against her so i don't blame her for the actions that she took she's walking home after a very frustrating day and her mom is pulling out of the driveway and tells her hey i have to run your dad's car broke down or whatever you have to tell your sister she's getting a ride to dance class with her friend she needs to get a ride home with them as well i won't be able to pick her up like i said i would you have to let her know. There's a note sitting on the table for her. 
make sure she gets it. Which really, if the mom never said anything, the little girl probably would have seen that note. Yeah. So. Can't trust Dawn. Dawn said, okay, I will. Goes inside, makes a snack, takes the note off the table, down to the living room with her while she waits for her sister to get home from school. Her sister comes home. The phone rings and her sister answers it. It's Dawn's friend. Yeah. And Dawn's in a mood and says, tell him that I'm grounded. Mm Mm-hmm. And the little sister was like, but you're not. She said, but I just don't want to talk to him right now. So she goes off on this big rant, calling him. The F word. Yes. Many times. How he's lame and all this bullshit. He hears the whole thing. She even calls the him the F word. Yeah. He hears fuck everything. Nah. And, and the whole time, I'm just thinking, she's about to get name checked in his suicide note. This yeah. is bad. And I said, at one point, a child is going to die. That's what this is leading into. Somebody yep. is going to. The sister is getting ready to get picked. There's a car horn. So she's getting picked up for dance. She's wearing an enchanted tutu. Dawn tells her, oh, by the way, the sister says yes. And she goes, oh, never mind. And lets her leave. And you know that she did that on purpose. She was going to tell her, mom can't pick you up. You need to get right home. And she stopped. And she didn't tell her that. Well, and she has her hand on the note. On the note. Yeah. And then puts it in her pocket. So no death note. Which becomes, yes. So the next. You her name on it. The very next scene are the police in their house because her sister is now missing. I expected it to be a thing where she was at the dance studio and the parents just didn't check and they panicked because Missy's their golden child. That would be a build up for a comedy? Yeah. Like I was still hopeful? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It came out of nowhere. I was joking when I said that a kid would die in this movie. And then that scene I'm like, "Oh, sign oh. was correct." So Missy goes missing. The police are there. The dad has a breakdown and is fucking useless. I need to go to bed now. Her and her brother kind of continue on, and then it cuts to the next morning, and they're sitting at the breakfast table eating cereal. Crazy, right? This is crazy. So telling us as viewers that, okay, the daughter did not come home that night. They didn't find her. It wasn't a case where she was just outside of the dance studio, sitting there waiting, and nobody checked. With a soccer ball for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's raining. Only over her. Uh. She got blindsided. She got picked up by some wealthy white woman. (laughs) Sandra Bullock. Specifically, you can be a left tackle, right? Yeah. <laughs> she probably could. Missy's kind of a badass. She's not. Missy sucks. Chick fucks with dicks. What about the dream sequence? Well, I guess we. Have oh, to so animal. Missy then, or no? Uh, Dawn finally ends up feeling bad and decides that she is going to run away to New York City because they think that Missy is in New York. They, they're like the mom gets a call while they're eating dinner that they found her tutu in. Times Square. Dawn runs away that night, takes a bus, which I guess a Greyhound picks, picks, up, picks her up from right outside her house, runs off to New York City. She's walking around, showing her a picture of her sister, asking random people on the street if they've seen her. She's got missing posters. And then the next thing we see is she like sits down in a doorway. It looks like she's dozing off. And then she hears her sister screaming for help, calling her name. She chases... Her the, sister's being carried like luggage. Yeah, by the guy down some stairs towards the subway. Give me back my loud. sister! And he's like, okay. And <laughs> then... That was a secret password. Gets Missy. And <laughs> then the mom shows up out of nowhere. And starts hugging her and telling her that she loves her. You're the best daughter ever! And that's ever. when you realize it's a dream. <laughs> It continues with every member of her family, That's every right. person that she knows in school, the entire lunch cafeteria room at one point, her teacher that she that she shot in the eye with the spitball. Which we have not touched on. There are a lot of things we probably aren't going to touch on. Yeah. Um, teacher losing an eye. All of them just saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. Steve Rogers makes a reappearance here to say it. Brandon, who has run away by this point already in the movie. Uh, and you're just like, oh, oh, she's, this is not only that she's. Well, also her friend that, like, he had, remember yeah. he was pale and had the blue, like... He, d- he looked dead. So, you know that that very specific shot reminded me of? Mm. Do you remember the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where that kid died in, like, the uh, waterway while riding his bike? And then, like, he came back as a ghost? Yes. And they, like, made him yeah, pale yeah, yeah. and the He's dark pale, eyes. And, it, and it's, like, dark blue. Well, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And it does that reveal where he just kind of, like, turns to and the camera goes... And that's exactly kind of what they did there. Yeah, everyone was, like, smiling and giddy. And, I love you. I love you. I love you, Don. And... 
And then it was her friend that she had just F-bombed and basically told- F-A-bombed. We had to be specific, yeah. Yeah. And told to fuck off and stuff. The camera cuts to him in his bedroom where we last saw him listening on the phone. He looks in the camera with zero emotion. Mm. Pale blue eyes looking at it and says- I love you. No emotion whatsoever. Like all, all they had to do was put a noose around his neck. Literally, I all mean, and so looking back at it, a hundred percent, he's dead, right? Oh, he's got to be. I mean, they never ever show him again in the rest of the movie. Uh, to be fair, the movie also ends wildly abruptly uh, yeah. on her trip to Disney. So, anyways, she wakes up from this dream. So she uses a payphone to call home. The older brother answers, and he's like, oh, you're in so much trouble. Where are you? And she's like, I'm in New York City. What are you doing there? There was no concern. No, not at all. Zero from him, which I don't expect any from him based on the character. I thought that it would show the police there again. It showed a lot of busybodies in the background, and for half a second, you might think it's the police. No, 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 no. It's people getting equipment set up because they found her sister alive and well, unraped, they reverse it? No, she had never been raped, but she was filmed doing ballet stuff yeah. in her tutu for a guy that lived in the neighborhood. Creepy, creepy, creepy shit. Who, and who dug out a, a bunker. Mm-hmm. So she was home safe and sound, and she was getting ready. Her and her mom were getting ready to be interviewed. And so all the bustling going on in the background was not the same bustling that we saw from when the police were there the first time. It was cheerful. Sister was missing. Not a single police officer in sight. So their daughter has been... Their middle child now, Dawn, has been missing since the night before. Not a single thing was done. And she asked if she could talk to her mom. The brother tries getting the mom's attention. The mom is shown sitting on the couch hugging the youngest daughter, who is now home. uh, Doesn't hear him at all over all the hustle and bustle. And does not come to the phone. And he's like, she's a little busy. Can you call back later? How is Dawn supposed to get back from New York City? The bus. It goes straight to her door. Oh, yeah. I, guess, I guess so. Zero line. concern whatsoever. No police involvement. No investigation. Nothing like the the level that there was when her sister went missing. Who gives a shit? Next thing, it shows the entire family sitting at home. And I'm just like, that's it? And she, the older brother gets up to go to the kitchen. Everyone in the family asks for something like popcorn, a soda, whatever. Except for Don, because she has Except for Don. Don gets up and follows him in there after a second and asks him if eighth grade is any better than seventh. And you're just like, this poor girl. <laughs> was looking for any anything to look forward to. And he basically said no. And then she's like, what about ninth? And he's like, all of middle school sucks. Because apparently in Jersey at the time, uh, middle school is considered seven, eight, nine. High school is considered 10, 11, 12. Why is middle school so scary? I don't know. Is this because a Because 7, 8, 9. Oh, I see what you did there. That That is terrifying. Yeah, if I walk into yeah. any like any building and all the 7s are eating the 9s, I'm going, I'm out. what the fucking concept is this? Yeah, Hunger Games at another level. Chick fucks with dicks. So then she's talking about how she doesn't want to go to Disney. Uh, she is in the school choir, the, the honeybees? The honey Hummingbirds. Hummingbirds. And they will be going to Disney for a Disney World uh, for their annual performance or whatever. They get to meet Gaston. It's a happy ending. I wish. I wonder what Disney in 95 was like. It was awesome. That's that's when I went first time, I think. Hmm. To be fair, I went in 96, but it was very similar. I went in like 2000. Like, remember when Princess Diana died? I think that's when I was in 97. Dis- it was August 97. Maybe 97 when I went? When did, when did the King of Jordan die when we were young? <laughs> Usually a world leader dies when I'm doing something. Except for the Japanese we, former prime minister. I was going to say, what were we doing yesterday? Fucking nothing. Mid-90s Disney was great because Eisner was trying to appeal to teenagers. And there's nothing cooler than a middle-aged <coughs> white dude trying to appeal to teenagers. So he did some weird shit. When was Animal Kingdom erected? Uh, Mid-90s it opened. Yeah, because I, I remember we went there and I got mad at the Bugs Life ride because it stung me in the back. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Michael Eisner also gave us Alien Encounter, which is the best ride Disney World has ever had. Then they reskinned it with Stitch, and it was terrible. I have strong opinions. So, anyway, Brandon. (laughs) Oh, she didn't want to go to Disney. Because she didn't want to do anything, because she was just mad. And miserable. And, like, the older brother was like, no, you'll definitely want to go to look good on a college application. Because, you know, you're in the choir. It's an extracurricular. Exactly. I, I thought it was just a trip to Disney. I was like, what fucking college gives a fuck if I went to Disney World once? <laughs> That's just the flex on your white privilege. I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to get FAFSA, though. They don't need to know that. Right, exactly. <laughs> the next cut is her class trip on the bus to Disney. And it's everyone singing. And 
it slowly zoom pans into her, just her. Mm-hmm. And then the sound becomes VR, and it's mm-hmm. you can you can tell it's completely ADR. Like you, that that at that moment, it's just her voice. It starts to slowly cut everyone else's voice out, and just is showing hers, and she just sounds miserable and flat and just and then the movie ends there's no resolution on anything in this other Mm -hmm. than the fact that her sister is not dead yeah that that is it that is it that's the kidnapping piece and one of the rape pieces right her sister not being raped oh let's let's take let's go back and visit brandon this is our our other what the fuck moment brandon has a brother brandon is a dick and first and foremost and is Picking on both Dawn and her friend, calling him, you know. What was his name again? Ralphie. No. Yep. Ralphie. I'd bully him too. So it's like naming your kid Blaine. And so her and Ralphie are playing an arcade game in the quick stop, and Brandon and his buddies come in and they are bullying them, calling them names, calling them lesbo, calling them. We need to come up with a different word. <laughs> like it's just, just say not... Gaffigan. Gaffigan, calling him Gaffigan. It's got a lot of the same letters, yeah, and it's yeah. not offensive. She finally sort of stands up for herself against Brandon and and his buddies. First, she tells him to like drop dead, and at one point, she calls mm-hmm. him retarded. Uh, Brandon does not take kindly to that. I think, he, and his reaction to it was definitely more elevated than contextually at this point in time should have been. Given what we learn later. I'm okay with it. No, right. No, no, no. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it, 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 it's, it's a hint- flag. No, no, no. It's hinting at yes. why. Because of the fact that they've already used the word retarded regularly in the movie up to this point, and no one else responded yep. uh, that aggressively. When she calls him that, and he gets very aggressive and very defensive, automatically she make you go, either A, he's been called that his entire life, or B, he's got some connection to it. Or right. C, he was hoping to evoke a reaction from her and then elevated it more as bullies sometimes do. He tells Don that what is it, is it like the next day at school? Yes. He at 3 p.m. I'm going to rape you. I think that was my at that point in the movie. That was my first Jesus Christ. Yes. Like what the fuck are we watching? What is happening right now? And all I could think is if anyone ever said that to one of my daughters. Oh. You know what that scene kind of reminded me of Remember that episode of Hey Arnold? And he was like, Hey Arnold, 72 hours and 37 minutes before you die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that was Because throughout the whole day. Well, sure, sure, sure. Because throughout the whole fucking day, like they're doing like math equations on the chalkboard and he just wrote 3 p.m. and like looked at her and tapped it. Like he was toying with her throughout every single class. Every chance he got. Every class. Just like how Helga did that to Arnold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Only one's. Much more severe than the other. I mean, just this this form of, like, mental terrorism. The thing is, she shows up to the spot outside the school where he tells her to. I thought she went out a different door, and he's like, nope. oh. no. Because she, she says, she went I, to meet him. I was coming to meet you. Oh. Uh, he pulls a little Swiss pocket knife on her. Enough to kill a person. Enough not to kill someone. And, oh, absolutely. Holds it to her throat. Yeah. That yep. would, yes. Tells her to take off her clothes. At which point, the door opens up, and the janitor comes out. Also, every single adult in this movie just does not help this child. Yeah. Every oh, single no. fucking adult. Yeah. She goes home, and then she gets grilled by her mom. Then Brandon calls her and asks her why she ran off so fast. They did the close-up of the mouth to make him more sinister. Yeah. It Don't, worked. They don't show his face at all. It's just him, his mouth talking on the phone. He tells her again, 3 o'clock tomorrow, same place. I'm going to rape you. She doesn't say anything to her mom. She's just like, okay. This is a solid 15 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Of just building up to this. She goes and meets him after school, 3 o'clock the next day. And he doesn't pull the knife immediately. And he says, there's something I want you to do for me first. And then he pulls the knife out on her. He says, don't make a noise. Don't draw any attention or don't whatever. Don't do anything stupid. The next scene is <laughs> a wide shot of them walking basically to a murder house is what it looks like. They have like a really good heart to heart, you know. She's like, do you want me to lay down? He's like, yeah, go ahead. So she lays on an old dirty mattress that's out in the middle of a, a field. Offers her a cigarette. She's 11. I thought it was weed. It was, it was weed. It oh, was, was it? Yeah. Oh. And because then she makes well, the she comment. Well, she said marijuana should she be says, legalized. I think, no thanks. I just don't want it. I think, but I do think marijuana should be legalized. And that's when he looks at her and goes, why do you have to be such a cunt all the time? And she's like, 
I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a cunt. First off, I don't see how she was being a cunt. Second, second of all, they're using awkward. They're but using, not a cunt. They're using cunt like they're in England, not New England. Exactly. This is where he opens up about the fact that his brother is special needs, or at that point in time in the '90s, as it was referred to, is retarded, and that's why he, yeah, took it so personally. That's why he was so aggressive about it. He ends up not raping her. He does kiss her. She kisses back, and then pulls the knife out again and says as you do to court a lady <laughs> that's how dad got mom <laughs> he says this never fucking happened don't tell anybody or, or, you're, or you're dead or i or i really will rape you yeah and it it, it i don't i don't get it is this why i'm still single it must be hmm. i mean this is a girl that very clearly does not get positive attention. Oh, no, not at all. So any attention at all? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's seeking her out and showing her sexual affection, which is what she has recently realized she's interested in. And she thinks that's normal. Because it, because nobody in this movie is nice. Like, I don't know if you guys looked at me during these scenes, but I was very uncomfortable because I was there. Yeah. Like, in middle school, I was not popular, and I was very angry like her. And I had relationships like this, where the guy was clearly a piece of shit, but he was giving me affection, so I would let him do anything he wanted. And it just, my heart hurts for her. Watching this movie, I would at times look over at you two, and it was interesting to see that you both had the same reactions to most things yeah like both of you would be at one point you both had your arms up like this you're just like <laughs> like you're like in a what the fuck type yeah position there were times where you both were like oh no with your your like <laughs> your hands like chipmunked onto your cheeks you know just like holding nuts in your mouth but in a oh please don't please don't type oh like, I, yeah it was upsetting at times. It was extremely. So going through right now, my oldest is going to be nine soon. Yeah. I mean, kids today aren't any better than they were. It, I mean, if anything, I think. Maybe kids have guns now. I think they're fucking worse with the guns, guns and social media. So Brandon would have a gun if this was made today. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. This would have been a very it's... different movie. Well, if Dawn had a gun, it would have been resolved very quickly. She would have just shot her sister and gone to jail. Oh my gosh! Okay, the, the scene when she pulled the hammer out. Oh, I forgot about the hammer. Like, like we haven't even talked about the hammer. So Dawn goes to sleep with a. Well, first off, she never goes to sleep. She goes to bed with a hammer, which shows that she's planning this. Um, she goes to bed with a hammer, and the first thing we think is, "Oh my god, she's going to murder her chi- her 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 sister." Who she shares a room with. This is before she gets kidnapped, right? The sister gets kidnapped. So this is after the parents' twentieth anniversary. They torn down the clubhouse that night. They were watching back film from the anniversary from a tape recorder. Yeah, that showed the little girl was like doing dancing well, and, and she getting was being picked lifted. up by and hugged by Steve Rogers. And then she pushes Dawn, uh, and Dawn slips and falls into a kiddie pool. And just sits there. And and Missy goes, hee hee. Let's watch that again. Yeah. The next scene is middle of the night. Dawn, eyes wide open with her glasses on still, pulls the blanket back and to reveal she's holding a hammer. She shares a room with her sister and we all went, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, what is about to happen right now? Yeah. She creeps downstairs. She finds the tape. She takes it outside at garbage days the next day. So all the garbage is by the curb. Proceeds to smash it, which we were like, oh, With okay. the power of um, Mjolnir. Yeah, absolutely. Lightning struck yeah. the hammer first. Well and then, deserved. Yeah. And, and she, was, she was worthy. And so in that moment, yeah, absolutely. So we're like, oh, so she's not going to murder her sister. Okay. That also showed that she planned out well because she didn't want to make extra noise getting the hammer out in the middle of the yep. night. Right. So she took it early enough when she went to bed. She knows how to contraband. Yeah. And then she comes into her room and as she's going back to her bed, she stops and looks over at her sister who's sleeping peacefully, at which point we all went, oh, no, oh, no. And she walks over towards her sister and raises the hammer up, at which point Alex said, do it. Let the hate flow through you. (laughs) Strike her down. Strike her down. (laughs) Do it. Which would have which helped cut the tension. I needed that because I was not okay if it actually took that turn. 
It did not take that turn. This movie already had me so many, so much, so fucked up. Mm-hmm. That would have been just that next level. I feel like they. They, they just, did that on purpose. They teased the entire fucking time. I think time. that might have been the point. Like, the entire time we're sitting there, like, something, the shoe is going to drop. And as adults, for us, that means she's going to bash her sister with a hammer or get raped or something like that. But for fucking Dawn, it just means, that's just what her life is. Her life is a never-ending cycle of anxiety and fear and tension and not knowing when the shoe is going to drop. And possible well, death. Yeah. And then it turns out that the real death is because of her. Listen. Who dies? Ralphie. Oh, shit. We've yeah. already agreed that. Yeah. yeah he's, that's yeah. that's he's, canon now. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so to quote Dark Knight, <clears throat> it's always darkest before the, st- before the dawn. Hey. <laughs> <clears throat> Man, I got shit in my throat. 10 out of 10. Thank you. 10 out of 10. Is this a chick flick? No. No. This is this is snuff. That's the best way I can this is a snuff film. I emotionally. My thought is because we have progressively defined chick flick throughout the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Being female centric. The story is female centric, often about the complexities of a woman's life at, at at given point different given points of life, right? There's usually some type of romantic piece to it. I think that once you start adding that in, you can almost start splitting the chick flick piece into like a subgenre of rom-com. This definitely is not a rom-com, but it did have love interests, more than one. And there there was rejection and coming of age. And so in, in my mind, I feel like it could be a chick flick, but this is almost like a new subgenre of chick flick that, that I don't think we've been exposed to. I, I think we have to just call it artsy fartsy independence. There's no other way I can describe it as like there is very clearly something that the writer creator of this was trying to get across. Some message. Don't the, be a dick to eleven year olds. I get that. That yeah, because this could have been told from a, an eleven year old boy's point of view. The problem is I don't think it would have been quite this complex. The sequel of Ralphie was canceled due to lack of interest. <laughs> There wasn't any growth. I think that's why I don't think it's a chick flick. And there's no there's no resolution. So she doesn't grow in her sense of womanhood. How much growth would you expect from an eleven year old through what seems to be about two and a half weeks? Not very much. I mean, I think that's it's not that she didn't grow when she should have. It's that the point of this movie was not a tale of growth. It was just a character study. Two weeks in this chick's life. For me, chick flicks generally include some sense of growing more comfortable with womanhood. And it just seems like she's more and more uncomfortable with it the longer the film goes without feeling any better about it at all. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure that's going to continue for her until until she's like out of high school, basically. This is is the prequel to a chick flick. It's a pre-chick flick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So again, I would say a subgenre of chick flick. You know, you can call regard. because of like the because it still fulfills two of the three requirements that we've listed. Mm-hmm. That would get you a degree. I'm just saying. It's true. That's true. Technically, I would say yes. Is it a good one? No. I think this movie is going to stick with me, and not because it was incompetent. It was uncomfortable, and that's not necessarily fun. But I feel like if a movie sticks with me, I have to give them a little credit. Sure. And and I think that it did a good job as what it is, which yeah. is an independent artistic movement that had a message. And I think the message here is very much just a collection of... of being 11 sucks. Yeah. The disparity um, of being... Uh, of puberty. Yeah. Yeah. Of you know, un- oncoming puberty, even. You know? Yeah. I mean, because that's the other thing is, I, I think it was... I think it was definitely hinted at that she was prepubescent. Sure. You know. When she was in Brandon's room and he was like, let's have sex. And she was like, right now, I can't. I straight up expected it to be. Like a period. I'm on my period. Yeah. I'm pregnant. It's yours. It was weird that it wasn't that. (laughs) I think had they added that in, I might be willing to fully call it a chick flick. But they did Because also then that puts into context those two weeks of her life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think we're familiar with the week leading up to and the week of. You I know, know nothing of be... it. Can I can I pass laws about it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
oh no, this movie is my future, not my past. This is the prequel to Handmaid's Tale. I don't have any bodily autonomy. Cool. Nor you have a designated husband. The joke's on you. You never did. It was always a fallacy. But I got to pretend. That's true. Game was rigged for Just like D&D. Yeah. The world we live in. Okay, so we've already determined. We're not necessarily going to call it a a chick flick. We'll call it a pre-chick flick. A movie with a lady in it. There you go. (laughs) I would call it a lady movie. Would you recommend this? No. To nobody. Under no circumstance. I think there's a circumstance I would. If you want to know what it was like? I mean, besides that. I think if somebody was like, hey, I want a really visceral exposure to what being an 11-year-old middle child awkward girl feels like. Why don't you just watch Legally Blonde? Legally Blonde is the best chick flick that has ever been made. It is a masterclass. And that's why why you should show them that instead of this. but it's not the same movie. It is, though. Elle wasn't a middle child. But the hot tub is the mattress. I can understand what you're saying. I, I, I get it. Somehow. I. If they're like, I want to watch a good movie, I would not recommend it. Yeah. I don't. I, if you really want to fuck with people's heads, so you, do Rachel. You hate the person, yeah, what the do you fuck, Rachel? Um, Something you don't like? Here, watch this movie. It's fucking great. I feel like I did something. I, I want to go home and ask her, like. Do you want to go home after this? I, She's there. Yes, I do because I want to hug my daughters and make sure that they Just know that they're loved all under the fucking her pillow time. For a hammer, and he finds five of them. <laughs> yeah, I walk in and Rachel's just laying in bed holding her hammer. Oh, if you can stick a hammer on her side of the pillow, <laughs> and then be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> do it. Just do uh, it before you release. This what episode. would you rate this? How old was she? Eleven. Eleven out of a hundred. Oh, so one point one. Yes. Okay. I don't know. As a chick flick, I'm giving it a, a, I'm giving it a two. It gets one point for each of the valid pieces that it like consisted of. There's a chick. It's a flick. There you go. <laughs> I think a three. Point one, two, and three. There you go. I was thinking four, but that feels too generous. It's just this movie's gonna live rent free in my head for a while. So long, it, almost like the room, but not with that much. Less boring than the room. The room is so, has like. Four good joke like yeah. moments, and then everything else is boring. This will definitely keep you engaged, I yeah. would say. But yeah, I would not recommend. What do you think the tomato meter is for this? Take a guess. Sixteen from, from like a critics or us or like viewers. Tomato meter, audience score is an audience is, score. Is tomato meter and audience score. Oh, okay. So give me give me a guess for both. Okay, so for the audience score i would think this might be one of those where it's reversed where the audience score is going to be like a 16 but the tomato meter might be like an 86 all right so you think tomato meter is 86 audience is 16 yeah okay uh krista give me your guesses i'm gonna agree with stein because it also give me numbers though because i want to call someone a loser (laughs) you can probably just write them and just go one above or one Uh, dollar that's (laughs) 80 85 is that audience and 16 or? audience is 16 audience score 86 nope damn it tomato meter 92 for some reason this is a good movie i would say if you are seeing this at at, at sundance or toronto mm-hmm. or yes this would fall into that category of a good <clears> movie <throat> it is not a good chick flick, nor is it one that I would recommend to anybody unless I felt like they did me wrong. Well, they watched the movie wrong. I'm reading a critic consensus right here. Yeah. An outstanding sophomore feature, Welcome to the Dollhouse, sees writer-director Todd Solondz mining suburban teen angst for black-biting comedy. What? He used the word comedy in this. Where's the... F- I didn't laugh once. I laughed once, but I think it's because somebody got hit. It was when It was when she got kicked into the kiddie pool. That uh, was that was a good shot. You know what? Fuck all of those people. Fuck the audience. Fuck the critics. Listen to us. We are the best when it comes to chick flicks. Facts. This is not a chick flick. This is a pre-chick flick, and we do not recommend it. <laughs> That's the brother now, by the way, and he looks like Draco Malfoy after like a very long bender. Oh, no. A Draco Malfoy whose dad wasn't rich. And a couple of failed stints at rehab. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, best of luck to you, Malfoy wannabe. 
Guys, I, I want to thank you for uh, getting through this with me. Um, the next one we do will not be Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2 because we need something to uh, cleanse our palates. Absolutely. Also, you can call this movie uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Tutu because somehow the <laughs> daughter was kidnapped in the same town, but her tutu was found in literal t- literal Times Square. Have you ever yeah. seen a tutu? They're very light. It just blew there. Mm. Oh, so it's like Charlotte's Web. Yes. Hmm. No, it's like American Dream. You know, with the, the, the plastic bag. That had a pedophile. Yeah. It so did. did this. Yeah. Did it? All right. You don't well, dig yeah. a pit for a small girl and not be a pedophile. Also, she probably wasn't the first his first time. So um, I think he just never, he didn't get enough time to build up to that. So. Yeah. Anywho. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys so much. Thank you to all the listeners out there. We are so sorry for this. We'll talk at you later. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Wang.